You are listening to the Single Momcast by Arise Ministries. I'm Mel Hyatt, and today we are going to cover a big topic. We will spend this podcast talking with a seasoned professional about the experience of trauma. I have with me the wonderful Pam Keneally. Pam, welcome. Thank you. I'm always so glad when you're here with us. I'm so happy to be here. And would you, <laughs> I'm I'm happy to be here too, and I'm happy that you're here. Would yeah. you welcome our guest today you and know, introduce us to her? Yes. You know, I'd be happy to introduce our guest today. Um, I don't know when I've been so excited about doing a podcast as I have this one because it is so needed. And I'm just thrilled we have a, an expert here today to talk to us about it. But I want you to meet here uh, Brandy Lobato, and she is amazing. I want you to know that she's a licensed clinical social worker who works at o, who works at OU Physicians, Women's Health Center Clinic here as a behavioral health consultant here in the Oklahoma City area. Um, Brandy is has. Uh, much experience in working with with women and some of the things that they work through with emotional support and mental health evaluations and therapy and case management services and so many different things. And she's just awesome. I'm thrilled for you to meet her. Um, so, Brandy, welcome today. We're glad to have you. Yes, thank you for such yeah. a warm welcome. I appreciate that. Good. Oh, I might add, one of my real good friends said, Pam, when I asked her about doing a podcast, she said, oh, no, you need to talk to Brandy. Oh. So you come highly recommended today. <laughs> no no pressure, good Brandy. No pressure, Brandy. <laughs> yeah. Brandy, that's an impressive resume, but is there anything else you would like our listeners to know about you? Sure, yeah. Um, I was a single mom as I was raising my three children, um, most of most of their lives as they were growing up into young adults. And um, I also came out of a domestic violence situation. So Mm -hmm. I know um, academically, but I also know personally about the situation. Mm, Okay. Well, you you do have personal experience that really... That really makes a difference when you're counseling people, I'm sure, doesn't it? It It does. does. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you know what, Let's let's just jump right into it. Today, we're talking about healing from trauma. And I doubt that there's a one of us out there that in some way or another have not wondered about that or experienced it. And so we have an expert with us today. Brandy, I just just talk to a minute. What do people mean when they say that word trauma? Everybody has different visions in their head. And what exactly do people mean when they say the word trauma? Yeah, so when people say the word trauma, typically what they're referring to is an emotional response to to a bad event. So something like a terrible disaster, an accident, um, violence sometimes, even domestic violence. Um, We like to say in the clinic that trauma is a natural reaction to an unnatural event. Mm -hmm. So things that we wish that wouldn't happen, but just do sometimes in life. Um, It's often triggered by, it often triggers the grief process. It just kind of starts. We don't really have any control over that. And um, it usually starts immediately after the event. And so we'll get symptoms kind of like shock, denial. Those are pretty typical. And um, sometimes we get longer-term symptoms like unpredictable emotions, flashbacks, strain in our relationships, and even physical symptoms like headache and nausea. That's amazing. You know what? How many... How how, um common is it? If you were to say, like, how many Americans do you think like suffer from some kind of a traumatic event in their lives? Oh, that would be, that would be a high number. Yeah. Um, 
We know, in fact, that here in Oklahoma, we have some of the highest trauma rates in the United States. Mm. Wow. I bet yeah. that, wow, that's amazing. You know, I, I asked because I just looked up on the way here right before just wondering how, how common is that. And I just saw that 60 to 75 percent of the people in North America have suffered from some kind or experienced some kind of traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. That's like 200 million people. That's a lot of people. So it's a common thing, isn't it? It's a really common thing. In fact, I'm going to talk about a study in a little bit that shows that about two-thirds of people have had at least one traumatic event. Okay. Well, let's let's jump right in on into it. So thanks for explaining to us what is trauma. You know, you had mentioned that it's a person's emotional response to a disturbing experience or distressing emotions. So um, why does it matter to me? the listener, to understand trauma. We have single moms listening that are very interested, that know they have experienced some something that has cr- triggered a, tr- a traumatic experience in their life. So um, why, why does it matter to her? Yeah, that's a really good question too, Pam. Um, you know, we didn't really realize why it mattered to us until the late 90s. And actually in California, the health system, Kaiser Permanente, actually ended up doing a study Um, about traumatic events. They kind of just happened into it after they had a weight loss program. And what they found out was that certain people would start losing weight in their program. And then after a while, they would drop out of the program. They would continue to lose weight, but they would drop out and not come back. So that was really spurred one of the largest investigations of childhood abuse, neglect, and household challenges as they relate to us in later life and and for our well-being in general and our health. So that study actually took place from 1995 to 1997, and it involved 17,000 of their HMO members in California, like I mentioned before. Mm. And they followed those people for over 15 years to see how trauma affected them. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I think what is so interesting about this is when you first hear the word trauma, it seems like a really big word, and that makes you think that that moment that caused you that trauma has to be really, really big as well. And there's just, I don't know, I feel like the more that I'm learning and tell me if I'm wrong or right, but there isn't a a scale of the, the thing that happened that should cause you the trauma. Like there's just things that cause you trauma that you had no control of. And it could be not as big as your neighbors, but what you experienced is still traumatic. Absolutely. It can be anything from an embarrassing event in school. Um, Mm. The Kaiser Permanente study had questions on it like, do you feel supported at home? You know, and if you didn't, then that was a that was a point on their study. And that was a trauma. Okay, that's That's great for us to hear. That's really interesting, because sometimes when we hear trauma, we think it has to be you saw a horrible accident or something, but it can be mm-hmm. just common things, like you said. And you think, oh, well, maybe, maybe you know, this is relative to why I feel the way I feel. Maybe I have some traumatic things in my past. And I'm glad you're listening today, single mom, because hopefully we can have some some answers for you. Yeah. Mel, just let me ask you before we move on. Just have you have you understanding now what Brandy has said about trauma? Uh, have you had? an event or in your life that you say, yes, I have had an, a trauma, a traumatic experience, a trauma that I now consider a trauma? I, well, yeah, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like I have had several of those events, not to be dramatic, but um, especially considering our listeners, my divorce was really traumatic and not just the divorce itself, 
all of the little things that came along with it that I was not expecting. When I look back, I think they caused me more trauma than what I knew of, of having to leave my boys in another home or, um, experiencing, you know, trying to figure out how to be a one income home. Like those things were really traumatic for me now that we can say, I feel like I have more freedom to say that word now that you're here, Brendy. Thank you for that. And so I feel like the little things that surrounded divorce almost caused me more trauma than the actual divorce itself. And I'm, what's interesting for me to recognize this is I'm 12 years out, but I might drive past a certain restaurant that has this feeling in my gut and I can recognize like, oh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That was traumatic. Mm-hmm. And I had that yeah. moment and yeah. it still feels weird. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I had some trauma. And since we're sharing personal lives here, Pam, that mm-hmm. I didn't know we were doing today, <laughs> I'm going to ask you that same question. <laughs> what tra- Have you had trauma okay. in your well, life? <laughs> obviously, you know, yes, I have. And uh, again, like you said, it came from an unwanted divorce many years ago that still I still have to work with and still have to use the, what I have been taught and how to manage it well. Yeah. Uh, and I think Brandy's going to help us with that tips and managing it well, how to, along with uh, uh, something that that has that happened with one of my children. That if you're a mom, that's going to happen sometimes, and one in particular that that might stand in your mind that I can't share. But but I have to continue to work in that um, understanding of ways to minimize and ways to put that in the right place in my compartment of emotions to right. do well. Yeah. So uh, yes, yeah. I have as well. So. Uh, that's good. Those are good questions. Brandy, we are so thankful that we have this opportunity to learn from you, even just personally. Mm-hmm. But what do what do you think that professionals know that we don't know, just the general public? Sure. Yeah. So some of this information is starting to come to light in public knowledge. Um, the The main thing that the that the Kaiser Permanente study showed us was that childhood trauma, the more childhood traumas we have, the higher the risk for developing chronic illness later in life. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, we did not know that. We did not connect the mind and the body necessarily, and especially when it came to trauma. Um, so now we know that two-thirds of people that were surveyed in that study have at least one traumatic event in childhood. Wow. 20% had three or more, and 13% had four or more. And so what it boils down to is the more childhood traumas you've had, the more risk for negative outcomes. And these are things like smoking, attempting suicide later in life, alcoholism, um, particularly if you've had four or more. And I'm not going to give you my ACE number, but I will say that it's really, really high. Mm. And so it is something you have to fight with every day. And then some people are at a higher risk. So women are at a higher risk to experience more traumas as well as racial and ethnic minority groups. Um, all those populations are at a greater risk for having four or more childhood traumas. Hmm. Okay. Well, well I, I just want to add here that I don't know whether we mentioned or talked about it, but certainly Brandy has felt a certain degree of trauma having raised three children as a single mother, <laughs> yes. you know, and also as a survivor of domestic violence that she talked about. So Absolutely. would you agree you understand the definition of trauma? I I definitely understand the definition of trauma. And, you know, I think one of the things that happens a lot is people confuse trauma with post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the two things are not the same. You can have trauma and it may not reach that criteria of of PTSD simply because maybe your life wasn't threatened. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't mean that those traumas don't matter. 
It just means it's a diagnosis criteria and that we need to treat PTSD with different therapeutic techniques than maybe we would other traumas. But sometimes we use the same techniques. It, it all matters at the end of the day. It's all hurt that piles up in your heart. Yeah. Mm. So psychological trauma and physical trauma can both develop into PTSD. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I guess that's that's your expertise. Yes. Okay. That's really interesting. Oh, we hadn't prepared you for this question, but I'm just curious. <laughs> and if I'm curious, I'm assuming the listeners are. Could you just quickly tell us the difference then in the in trauma and PTSD? Yeah. So trauma is really is just an individual event. Um, like we talked about, it's a it's an emotional response to something bad that's happened. So something that's not favorable generally. Okay. Now that's not to say, I guess, that a positive event couldn't be traumatic, but typically they're not. Um, PTSD is a is a diagnosis that we give in a clinical psychology setting for one to help us determine treatments, for two to help us with billing and to put some of these problems into categories and to be able to say, okay, these people all have experienced the same thing. How can we best help them? Okay. So is so is so is PTSD a type of mental illness? I wouldn't say that it's a mental illness. Um and and the reason I wouldn't say that is because we never want to blame the victims of, sure. you know, the, well, who have had a, trauma. Well, such a big word today. So I'm just asking, it is, is, right. is it? So it's not. It, it is a mental health diagnosis. A diagnosis. Yeah. I like that better. Yeah. I do. I like that better. <laughs> okay. Well, let me ask you this. Um, now that we know a little bit about trauma and what it is, a person's emotional response to something that's bad has happened, I'm just wondering, Brandy, um, the question is, okay, we understand, we've defined it. So the big question now that our listeners want to know, every mom is listening, wanting to know, yes, I've experienced it through through my children, through what has happened to them, through my own personal life, through trying to survive, through trying to make ends meet, through carrying so many responsibilities, through juggling everything, that could list could go on and on. She's wanting to ask you now, so what do I do about it? What do you do about mm-hmm. it? <laughs> That's why you're here. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, as as far as trauma goes, education is key. First, we want to try to prevent traumas from happening. So mm-hmm. I'm going to tell that mom, you know, hold your children close, talk to them, have a good line of communication, and, and talk to your friends as well, and, and be honest with yourself about if you've experienced traumas. So education, always the first step. Um, there's many self-help, me- sorry, self-help, self-help methods, that's hard to say, um, there's many books, seminars, podcasts, um, very many coping skills like praying, deep breathing, things like that. All those can help you through a traumatic experience. Therapy for some people is going to be key, especially those people who have post-traumatic stress disorder. Reach out to a therapist, reach out to, even just to your physician um, or go to your local mental health resource website and and look for somebody who's who's certified in in trauma therapy. Yeah. So this, I want to ask you a question that sounds very similar to Pam's, but maybe when we filter it through the lens of just single moms, it might sound different. But what advice do you have for single moms who have experienced this trauma, knowing that they don't even, they don't have that partner maybe seeing some of the trauma or those things. Mm -hmm. So do you have any specific advice just for single moms? Yeah, this this is personal. Um, it's very hard as a single mother to be vulnerable and to step up and say, yeah. I need help. I need to take help. Um, 
one of the best things you can have is a therapeutic relationship or a counseling relationship at church or even just a best friend. Um, just talking about these things puts light on them and they can't hide in the darkness after that. That's really good because I feel like we have to be as single moms, you have to be tough all the time and wear your armor and you forget to take right. it off. Mm -hmm. And when you do, yeah. you're just like, oh, I'm hurting too. And yeah. so that's really, really great. And advice. don't be afraid that if you take that bad stuff out of the box that you can't get it back in. Oh, that's <laughs> good. Because you can. <laughs> okay. I really like that. Me too. <laughs> Let it out. So you're saying to be able to talk to somebody, get help, talk to somebody that that's part of the solution is being able to just get it out. Absolutely. Okay. I, I can understand that. You're going to get a lot of phone calls after this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just, I want to ask, so Mel, you ask about the single moms who mm -hmm. have experienced trauma. What about, what would you say in this Single mom, the I can tell you right now, if I said, what are you most concerned about? You would say, is my child going to turn out okay? That is your number one. Every mom. Isn't that true, Brandy? We want our my kid's going to be okay. Yeah. And so you're sitting there going, is my child going to be okay? Because they, they have experienced trauma for one reason or another. And you care about them. You think, I'm okay. I can deal with it. But what about my child? So what words of... Oh, goodness, what words of advice or wisdom, encouragement, comfort could you offer single moms whose children have experienced trauma? That's a whole nother battle for a single mother. That's a, that's a loaded question. Um, you know, one of the questions on this, the survey that Kaiser Permanente sent out to people asked about divorce in the home, divorce in the household. It's its own childhood trauma. So... So by being a single parent, most likely your child, unfortunately, has already went through a trauma. But I do, I want to offer hope. I want you to talk to your children um, every night if you can, just about how they're feeling. I like that. Communication is key. Mm -hmm. But even more than that, if you know your child's been through a trauma, I want you to take them and to get them help. There's a, there's a ton of resources out there these days, um, even therapy for no cost. And um, the sooner you get help, the better. And especially looking at this survey, we know that if we can get our children help with trauma early in life, they might they might not experience some of those chronic health issues like COPD, heart attacks, obesity. The list goes on and on. And, and what a gift to give a child. I, I love that. Where can you help us understand where we might go to find those resources for our children? Sure, sure. Um, so here in Oklahoma, we would go to the Oklahoma Department of Substance Abuse. Um, okay. So it's odmhsas.org. Okay. Um, they have a treatment locator where you can go on there and put in what you're looking for, and it will give you several agencies that are certified to do, you know, trauma treatment, therapy, substance abuse, any okay. type of treatment. That's great. So they should be able to find it online. Would, if, would they be able to talk to their physician or their doctor and they would know that information as well? Maybe? They should be. Yeah. Okay. Most doctors are pretty aware these days. Okay. That's wonderful. Brandy, thank you. I feel like I learned so much. Did yes, you, Pam? I did. Now I certainly I'm like, did. I need to think about these mm -hmm. traumatic events. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I'm like, am I good? Am I okay? Let me am ask a question real quick before yeah. you ask her final question. I just want to know, do men and women see the word trauma differently? Do you know what I'm saying? Like one would go, oh, that was so traumatic. And yeah. so t tell me, because you counsel both. I mean, are men, tell me about the difference between male and female that talk about the word <laughs> traumatic. 
Well, that could go on for days. Okay. <laughs> but, but really, when men hear the word trauma, they think about war. Mm-hmm. They okay. think about physical violence. I, when women hear the word trauma, I think they unfortunately tend to think more about like sexual traumas, okay. mm-hmm. um, emotional exactly. traumas, things mm-hmm. that are closer, you know, close to the heart. Sure. That's an excellent answer. That was, that was a great good. question, Pam. Yeah, that was a great answer. Question. <laughs> Brandy, I once had, Pam knows this, and maybe that's why she asked you that. I once ha- was sharing with a group, and it happened to be men, that what me and some people had experienced was traumatic. And one of the guys said, I think you mean dramatic. I think you're being dramatic. And oh, I was like, no. oh. So that's very invalidating. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to share Sorry. that with you because I needed you as a professional to tell me that I was wrong. You're that you're not, not dramatic. Yeah. You're not. I don't think I am. No. Um, well, is there, you know, we've covered a lot, but is there one final thing, Brandy, that you would like to say to our single moms today? You know, I would like to say whenever I left the traumatic situation I was in, I was most worried for my children. My children blossomed. So I just want to leave you with that message of hope. That's so wonderful. How awesome to have you as a mother. Those those blessed children. I love that. Yeah, well, they may be calling you. Okay. They (laughs) may have other words to say. Yes. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I just want to close it and twist it in another way. Now, as we come to the end of the podcast, we've talked so much about about clinical work and about facts that are true that we stand on. Thank the Lord for social workers like Brandy who know her stuff and have helped so many people and understand in depth all this. And I, and, and I, I'm so thankful she has taught me today. And as we close today, I just want to bend it just a moment and talk about the fact that the ultimate the ultimate truth that God has given us in His Word is that we are overcomers. He has enabled and empowered us through His life to overcome every obstacle that we face. He may He may do it miraculously. He may send you counselors, but there are ways that we can we we can turn to Him. The Bible says in Joel that He will restore to us the years the locusts have eaten. That there is a restoration in the midst of our deepest hearts and problems that we think will never leave us alone. They may not go away, but the edge is off of it and we're able to have wholeness in life because of the life of Christ. And so I want to remind us today as you're listening, and if you've placed your life and your faith in Christ, the Bible says you're an overcomer. And the word overcomer is interesting. It's, it means carry off the victory, that as a believer, um, empowered by Christ, you have carried off the victory in this trauma that, yes, the world is uh, is a battleground. It's not a playground, but it's a battleground. But we have resources to, to be an overcomer because that's who God says that we are. And I, I just am so thankful that as I look back on my trauma, my divorce, and other traumatic things that I remember today, I'm reminded, Pam, you are an overcomer, and you have the, you have through Christ the the ability and the resources to to move forward in a positive way and have the abundant life that's been offered to you. And and I I'm so grateful for that. But you know what? In closing, I just I don't know, listen to Brandy, what you said and Mel, what you said, three words come to my mind about life, and it is this. Three words. Life is hard. 
<laughs> Life is hard. And, and I know Jesus mm-hmm. said that in this world you will have tribulation and I have overcome it, but I don't care. Life is still hard. You know, I, I like that he said that, but I'm still stuck with this these traumas and 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 how to deal with them. It, and you would agree with me that life is hard. But I want to remind you, single mom, the truth, the overall truth is that we live in a broken world where bad things happen without our permission. They just Mm -hmm. do without our permissions that totally and completely can undo us. Things like an unwanted divorce, the death of a spouse, domestic violence. Brandy talked about the inability to regulate our emotions, you know, leaving us feeling helpless, leaving a tremendous amount of pain. But moms, I want to remind you, as you have tuned in today, that in Christ, we find healing for our emotional and psychological hurt. Because the Bible says that God is Jehovah Rapha, our healer, our healer, the one who has the power to heal us physically, the one who has the power to heal us emotionally and mentally and spiritually. So listen. Mom, listen, whatever you're dealing with, neither impurity of your body or impurity of your soul can can withstand, none of that can withstand the purifying, healing power of Jehovah Rapha, the healer. So today, I want to close, Brandy, if I can, in mail with Psalm 34, 17 through 20. How beautiful it is. It says, when the follower of Christ cries for help, the Lord hears And he delivers. Friends, say that out loud. He hears my cry. He delivers. He He hears and delivers from all their troubles. I love that word, all their troubles. And I might add, he he heals from all the lingering effects of psychological and physical effects of the trauma that you're experiencing. And he enables you and puts you back on your feet again. Isn't that amazing news? Praise God. So today, I want you to declare a single mom. I want you to declare, I don't have to be a victim of what's happened to me. Declare that right now and say, with authority, I am an overcomer. So friend, with those words, we wish you well. And I want you to always know that Arise Ministries, we are here for you. Thank you.